0: Book of Proverbs. <laughs> oh, here it's warming All right, yeah, here we have the outline. Um, last week we did uh, the first two sections on this outline: the prologue, of course, just seven verses, and then. Uh, nine chapters on how wisdom is better than the alternative. And these were fairly extended uh, uh, sort of like essays. And then we're into Proverbs. And, and how long does each proverb go? Yeah, one verse. Yeah, up until we get to the very last. Uh, from 10, verse 10-1 to twenty two sixteen. I don't think there's a single proverb that goes beyond a verse. Um, how many lines are they? Two lines, yeah. Is that, there's, there's one exception to that. There's one that's three lines, which is a strange one, but um, I don't think we're doing it this morning. Um, just two lines. And the, the relationship between the two lines varies. Sometimes the two lines are saying the same thing. Sometimes they're they're contrasting between each other. And sometimes you're looking at it and say. Huh? <laughs> um, and those are more challenging. So what I'm, what I'm going to do, uh, we're supposed to cover the entire section this morning, all the way from ten one to twenty two sixteen. So we'll finish. We're supposed to finish all the Proverbs of Solomon. So I've just picked out some that are. Um, I kind of view them as representative. I'm sure, as you're reading, you notice that you get the same thing over and over. In fact, sometimes you get—it looks like almost word for word—but more often, you'll get the the same thing will be said in different words. So I've tried to try not to duplicate too many of these; just try to get representative ones, and um, some that I think are interesting. There's various reasons why I've picked the ones I have, but we'll just go through and look at them. Um, So. I'll put each one on the board, um, on the screen here. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. Um, why does hatred stir up strife? Yeah, you, you know, you, you have to want to get along with somebody. I think that's, I think that's what this is talking about. Um, If you don't like the person and you don't want to get along with them, it's going to stir up strife. Um, It takes effort to to get along. Um, Verse 17, He is on the path of life who heeds instruction, but he who ignores reproof goes astray. Um, That sounds a lot like the introduction, doesn't it? Um, Verse 19, Um, When there are many words, transgression is unavoidable, but he who restrains his lips is wise. And there's a number uh, of these proverbs about the lips and about uh, it's not smart just saying everything that comes to your mind. You you need to have some self-control there. Verse 23, uh, Doing wickedness is like sport to a fool, and so is wisdom to a man of understanding. We talked about sports in my sermons here recently, so I thought I'd throw that in. Um, what's the point of this proverb? That each one pleasure in doing it. Exactly, yeah. Each one enjoys doing what they're doing. Um, and, and of course, the wicked people, they look at righteous people and they say, oh, what a boring life, I would hate that. It's not. <laughs> the righteous have learned to enjoy doing righteousness. Righteousness. They've enjoyed, they've enjoyed wisdom. Alright, verse 26. This is a, one of these classic ones that most everyone knows about. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy one to those who send him. My guess is Ralph's had to deal with a few people like that. <laughs> I've seen... I've seen very few really, really lazy people in my life, but I have seen some. and they see, It seems to me like they work harder at being lazy than they would if they actually just went and got the job done. <laughs> it's, just, it's just astonishing. But they sure are an irritation to anybody around them. It's just so annoying to have to work with anybody like that. Alright, so that's chapter 10. <clears throat> If anyone has, has something they want to throw in here, let me know. If I don't see a hand, I'll just keep going. Eleven one, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. What do they use the balance for? Yeah, if you're going to buy wheat, you might weigh it out. But really, more the weight was more used for weighing the money. Because they did not have coins back then. And so you'd put your silver down and they would weigh it. And and you you get the unscrupulous merchant who, who has a false balance that you know tilt a little bit and he knows which way to put your money on which side to put your money on and which side to put his weight on so he gets the benefit. Um, it's an abomination to God. It's it's just one of the ways they cheated back then. We have different ways today, but it it still goes on and it's still an abomination. <laughs> Alright, verse 2. When pride comes, then comes dishonor, but with the humble is wisdom. Now this is one of a number of, of proverbs that deal with, with pride. Uh, and I may even throw another one in because I think the one pride goes before the fall is pretty famous. But um, this is just letting us know that if, if you want to have wisdom, there's going to have to be humility. When you think so highly of yourself, um, your dishonor is on the way. Verse 4, and here's one of the ones about riches. And, and the Proverbs about riches kind of cover the whole gamut. This one says, Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. And of course, rich people think that their, their money will cover every, every problem. And, and what this proverb is saying is not as well as you'd think. <laughs> uh, what you need if you want to cover every problem is righteousness. Verse 11, By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked it is torn down. This is one of the sad things about um, people's behavior that it affects a lot more than just them. And you can just get... um, you know One wicked person can actually destroy a city if he's in the right position. Um, and, And an upright person... Again, Jesus, You're the salt of the earth. It doesn't take a lot of people... Behaving faithfully to lift up a society. How many people was it going to take to save Sodom and Gomorrah? Yeah, just 10. Yeah. All right, verse 13. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy conceals a matter. And the, again, a number of proverbs that deal with gossip and, and the fact that um, there are people that just. They just love to tell something they're not supposed to tell. They're not trustworthy. And a person that is faithful is is going to hide it. He's not going to delight to tell things he's not supposed to be telling. All right, verse twenty-two. This is this is one that I just I just think it's a of. It, it gives a, a a real literary picture. It just it kind of slaps you in the face with with this. Uh, Contrast here, as a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. Um, God's given the woman beauty, but if she doesn't add to her beauty with moral beauty, um, it's like giving a, a pig a gold ring. You know, it's just totally wasted. It's gonna, and it doesn't. It doesn't help the pig, and it doesn't help the ring either. <laughs> Verse 24, there is one who scatters and yet increases all the more, and there is one who withholds what is justly due and yet it results only in want. What's it mean scatters here? Yeah, giving to people that are in need. And the proverb is looking at kind of the odd thing because you'd think if someone's giving away what they have, they're going to have less in the end. But oddly enough, they end up with more. And then there are the other people that are just like a miser. They're very selfish. They hang on to it. But they end up in, want, in, in, in poverty. And of course, the unstated reason here is what? God. God is the unstated reason here. He's the one that, that balances things out. And then verse 30, "...the fruit of the righteous is the tree of life, and he who is wise wins souls." We're talking about fruit, a person that lives a righteous life. Um, His fruit is a tree of life and and it abounds to where he's actually helping other people. He's winning other people over to this cause of, uh, of wisdom and righteousness. All right, chapter 12, verse 4. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who shames him is like rottenness in his bones. Now, crown doesn't mean... Like she rules the family crown just means that um, she she is to his credit li- lifts him up, and but if if she is shaming him it 's like rottenness in his bones, which is hard to imagine anything worse than having rotten bones <coughs> um, and there's several proverbs like this about why some of them that just deal with the good good side of the wife, you know the good wife rather, and the others that deal with the bad wife, not the same person of course. Um, It's like most everything in life. If it's capable of great good, it's capable of great evil. Alright, verse 9. Better is he who is lightly esteemed and has a servant than he who honors himself and lacks bread. A person who honors himself is someone who is trying to put on a show. Um, I've told you before about... I, I had heard about some of these really expensive houses down in the Boston area this is back during the high tech bubble and and these people, you know, had were moving up and they, they were buying these really fancy houses. And yet one an electrician was telling a friend of mine about how he'd get called in sometimes to work in these houses, and he says they were absolutely empty inside. These people could barely afford the payments, and they couldn't afford to put any furniture in it. It just it was all it was all show. And the the proverb here is saying, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) You spend all this money for show and you don't even have what you need. Alright, the next verse, verse 10. A righteous man has regard for the life of his animal, but even the compassion of the wicked is cruel. This is is looking at extremes. Um, When you think of compassion, the first compassion is going to be to other people. Now, it's nice to be compassionate animals, but that's not going to be first on the list. But the righteous man has so much compassion out, it extends even to his own animals that he has. But the wicked person, even the most compassionate thing he does, is cruel. (laughs) Let's see here. It was chapter verse 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. There are several proverbs like this. Uh, the fool, of course, is, this, is the opposite of the wise person. He's a he's morally wicked person. And he thinks a lot of himself. And so whatever he's doing, he, he's convinced this is right. You can't, and you can't tell him any better. Uh, see, the wise man is he who listens to counsel. That's exactly what the fool doesn't do. Other people will say, no, that's not the way to do it. Don't tell me. I know what I'm doing. That, that's why he's a fool. So the word humble isn't found here and the word pride isn't found here, but that's what it's talking about. The, the fool is proud of himself. And and the humble person recognizes that I can learn from other people. They might see something I don't see and, and, and I will, I'll be benefited by it. And then... Um, Here's one of the ones on on lying. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal faithfully are His delight. And it's easy enough easy to understand, but it's just emphasizing something that our world doesn't seem to understand very well. <laughs> oh my. And then finally, verse 25. Um, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. There's several... Proverbs that, that basically are dealing with depression, um, and this person's depression is caused by anxiety. He's getting weighed down, and what what is it that helps him? Yeah, someone encourages him. I mean, it just someone sees him with the problems and just gives him some some words of encouragement, and it just boosts them up. Um, some have a, more of a gift for doing that than others, but. Um, Generally, what it takes is someone that's not thinking about himself all the time, but thinking about other people, which means he's a a wise person. Alright, next page. Chapter 13, verse 3. The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. We had one kind of like this before. Just uh, the fact that it's just not smart saying everything that comes to your mind. Think think before you speak might be a modern way of putting this. Verse 7, there is one who pretends to be rich but has nothing, but another pretends to be poor but has great wealth. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? But people are like that, aren't they? They always want to try to pretend like they're what they're not. And, and I think what the, the proverb is saying is, look, accept the situation you have and, and don't try to pretend it's something else. Whether whether it's whether you're poor or whether you're rich, just accept it and, and you know. Verse eight, this is another one on rich riches. The ransom of a man's life is his wealth, but the poor hears no rebuke. Um, you know, when you have a society where you're liable to get kidnapped, and there are a number of societies in the world today like that, you're gonna need money to pay pay the guy off, aren't you? But if you're poor no one's going to kidnap you (laughs) because they know you're not in money. (laughs) So the point point of this proverb is it's not all one-sided. There's advantages either way you go. Verse 14, the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life to turn aside from the snares of death. Um, So that the people, those who have the wisdom and have the ability to teach it to others, Um, are actually helping these other people to avoid death. I mean, it's a great blessing to them. Assuming, of course, anyone listens to them. Um, Verse 20, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So, if you've got someone that maybe they're kind of on the fence and they're not sure yet, um, who they choose as their companions is going to decide what's going to happen to them. And um, I've been listening to some sermons that Ken Emfinger sent me from where he goes to church. Uh, and this guy that's preaching the sermon wasn't—he didn't grow up being a Christian. He, he was converted when he was—he was actually a pro football player, and one of his fellow players converted him. Um, and after he was converted, he just—he worked hard to spend time with Christians. He—he um, he hadn't grown up in a good family. Um, he hadn't been taught how you're supposed to live. And so he just worked hard to be around wise people. And now he's a sort of, it's pretty obvious, people people like to be around him because <laughs> he's now a wise person. <clears> There's another proverb coming up in 27. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens his friend. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, we haven't got there yet. Yeah, um, but yes, you're right. That's the same idea. The idea that who you're with makes a difference in how, you, in what you become. Yeah. Okay. So 23. Um, another one about poor people. Abundant food is in the fallow ground of the poor, but it is swept away by injustice. When, um, what, what the proverb is saying is, if you had a, if you had a society where justice was practiced and justice was enforced by the government, then these poor people wouldn't be nearly as poor. They, they, they would, they've got enough to take care of themselves, but it's just being taken away from them by people that are more powerful. And a lot of that is going on today. Um, more in countries where the government is corrupt, but some in this country where the government is generally not corrupt. That's fallow. Fallow means it hasn't been planted yet. So they've got the raw materials, but but injustice is keeping them from from actually getting any profit out of it. All right, verse twenty-four: He who withholds his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. A number of proverbs like this, um, and and so it, when it uses the word hate, what he's basically saying is, if you have parents that aren't willing to to discipline and train their children to do what's right. They don't really love their children. I mean, they'll tell you they do, but they don't really. They, they in fact hate them. Chapter 14, verse 4. I threw this in. I remember when um, Brother Doug Black preached, this, preached on this one proverb to us years and years ago. Of course, he's dead now. but uh, It says, "...where no oxen are, the manger is clean, but much revenue comes by the strength of the ox." I think what the proverb is saying, and this is certainly what Brother Black said, is that if you look at how much money you're having to f- spend, keep constantly filling up the manger. The manger is the food trough for the oxen. You're having to spend a lot of money buying them food. And you're thinking, you know, if I didn't have these oxen, it'd be a lot easier. <laughs> and the wise men say, yeah, but look how much good you're getting out of the oxen. <laughs> and and although you know, none of us use oxen or work today, we all have situations that we have to consider that. You know, you, you there's things that just irritate you and, and annoy you, but if you think about it, that's you're you're getting a lot of good out of that. Or if you're not, you ought to get rid of it, but that's not part of this proverb. Um, Alright, verse five. A trustworthy witness will not lie, but a false witness utters lies. Now we hear we read that and we say, Well duh. <laughs> but it's really very true and, and, it, it, and something that we really ought to think about. It, it, it's not just that some people every so often lie and other people every so often tell the truth. I mean, the character is just like night and day. And if, if you're going to get testimony, you're going to have to make sure that the, that the person you're getting the testimony from is one who is a truthful witness. Otherwise, it is pointless to get, to get any evidence from them. And unfortunately, there have been a number of people in our country who have been sent to prison based on false witnesses. Verse 6, A scoffer seeks wisdom and finds none, but knowledge is easy to one who has understanding. What's a scoffer? Someone he makes fun of. It. Yeah, he's making fun of. It. Yeah, and, and he does that because of pride. Here, here's someone who, he just... He just scoffs at, at, at these you know, these foolish Christians and, and their, their foolish beliefs and, and things like that. So, he seeks wisdom, but he's seeking it in the wrong way. You, you know, you're not going to get it when you have pride like that. But for the person who has understanding, and of course that implies that he's a humble person, it's easy for him to get knowledge. <laughs> for this one guy, it's impossible. For this other guy, it's easy, and the difference is in the character. Verse 12, this is a very famous verse. There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. I'm sure we've all heard that before. And it's one we really need to remind ourselves of. Um, Because it's very easy to convince yourself. The human human animal is able to deceive himself amazingly well. (laughs) We all can do this. And my guess is all of us can look back in our lives and see things, and maybe maybe they were real consequential, maybe they were not very consequential, but things that we had just convinced ourselves this is the way to go, and then it didn't end up very well. And when we look back on it, we realize that never was going to work. Why did I think that? We just have this ability to convince ourselves, and in the spiritual realm, that's serious. It's really serious. Verse 13, Even in laughter the heart may be in pain, and the end of joy may be grief. I don't know whether... I'm not sure this is giving necessarily advice. It's more of an observation. Just that not everyone that is laughing and looking like they're having fun is necessarily a happy person. You, you, you may recall that song from, I don't know, I think it was way back in the 60's, The Tears of a, Cri- of a Clown. You know the guy's talking about how he's the life of the party, but he's really very miserable. And so this, this wise man writing the proverbs is observing that, and just commenting. Verse 15: The naive believes everything, but the sensible man considers his steps. And this is a this is a challenge of growing up to maturity, because of course children are designed to believe everything, and, and that's why the parents have to be careful who they their the kids associate with um, but there has to come a time when when we've grown up to the point to realize that not everything people tell us is really good advice and there's some things that they'll tell us that'll just be very destructive and, and so part of wisdom is learning to consider the source and um, consider you know balance and get more than one opinion as well we we'll have another a proverb about that later. Uh, verse 20, another one about poor people. The poor is hated even by his neighbor, but those who love the rich are many. <laughs> of course, it's pretty obvious why. <laughs> um, verse 29. He who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick tempered exalts folly. The thing I find interesting is that word exalt. Um, My folly is is the opposite of wisdom. Here's the foolish, wicked person. Um, But if you're going to exalt it, it seems to me like you're doing something that's really, really foolish. (laughs) And that's what he's saying about the person that is quick-tempered. He just really shows off foolishness. Verse 31. Another one about the poor, but now we're talking about the attitude toward the poor. He who oppresses the poor taunts his Maker, but he who is gracious to the needy honors him. The Maker is the Maker of the poor man. If someone oppresses the poor man, he's taunting the Maker. And of course, the Maker is God. But the one who is gracious to the needy honors him. Grace, free gift, mercy, that kind of thing. That's the person who honors God. Alright, chapter 15. This is a pretty famous one. 15 verse 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. It, um, there's times when in, in any relationship when that relationship can go one of two ways just depending on what your answer is going to be. A gentle answer will calm things down. A harsh word will just tear things up awful. Why is it then that some people choose to say the harsh word? Yeah. They're not pride has a lot to do with it. Um, yeah, there's a guy I work with as little as possible (laughs) who At any moment, he's just liable to get so irate, so irate with you. And you know, I'll say something he didn't even mean anything harmful about it. He takes it that way, and it's because of his pride. He he can just get wounded so easily. And and boy, I'll tell you, you you better make sure you get a gentle answer back to him, or else you're gonna have World War (laughs) Three. Alright, verse 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching the evil and the good. We had some psalms about this. The fact that um, God sees everything. and uh, So this is just a reminder for those who think they're getting away with things. Verse 8. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is His delight. And we'll, we'll later on in the, when we get into the prophets, we'll see the same idea that... Um, God's not impressed with external things when your heart's not with Him. And that's the point of this. Verse 11, Sheol and Abaddon lie open before the Lord, how much more the hearts of men. Sheol and Abaddon, in other words, where you go when you die. God can see that. We can't. God can see that. If God can see that, don't you think He can see what's in your mind? In your heart? (laughs) And that's the point here. Verse 16, Verse 16, Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and turmoil with it. And a lot of people think that just having a lot is is the answer to happiness, but the wise man is saying, you know, there's something more important than what you have in terms of physical things. And then verse 22, Without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors they succeed. And this is the same idea of listening to other people get and not and not listen to just to the first one that comes along, you have many counselors and and you're more likely to get the best plan possible all right, chapter sixteen verse two: All the ways of a man are clean in his own sight, but the Lord weighs the motives. That's kind of similar to that um a way that seems right to a man, but in in his death. Um, verse three, commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Um, that kind of is, kind of goes with the previous uh, proverb, in fact. Um, if you want your plans to succeed, cooperate with God. Verse 9, The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. <laughs> Again, much the same idea. Um, and, and yet, it goes a little bit farther in that we can make the best plans and they can be fine, righteous plans. But that doesn't mean it's the way it's going to end up. God knows better than we do, and we have to accept that. All right, verse 18. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before stumbling. It's a very famous one, but again, and we talked earlier about it, but, um, it's just a way to ruin your life is with pride. Verse 26. A worker's appetite works for him. For his hunger urges him on. And this reminds me of what Paul said in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 10. If a man will not work, neither let him eat. He was talking in that letter about some of the lazy members of the church that were just mooching off their brethren. Um, so it kind of parallels this proverb. And then, uh, verse 32, chapter 16, verse 32. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who captures a city. Back in those days, a great warrior had to be very strong. And so he was mighty. But this is saying the one that's slow to anger is stronger. (laughs) Because he's controlling his own temper. Chapter 17, verse 5. He who mocks the poor taunts his Maker. He who rejoices at calamity will not go unpunished. Very similar to the one we had before, but it, it talks also about laughing when bad things happen to the poor person. Verse 9, He who conceals a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates intimate friends. So you have a relationship, someone has done you wrong. If you conceal it, don't tell other people about it, um, then you're seeking love. If you go tell everyone else how bad this person has treated you, um, you're separating intimate friends. Verse 10, a rebuke goes deeper into one who has understanding than a hundred blows into a fool. This is again just another proverb about listening to other people, listening to, to reproof even. You know, nobody enjoys being rebuked, but the wise person will pay attention to it. Uh, verse 14, the beginning of strife is like letting out water, so abandon the quarrel before it breaks out. The letting out water, I, I take it is... Uh, you know how, if you've got a, a dam and, and the, it overflows, the water overflows, it starts eroding the dam, and before very long, there is no dam, and you're just, you just know, a complete wash washout. And that's what happens if when strife starts, abandon the coral. Don't 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 pursue this quarrel, or, or you're just going to have a disaster. Verse 28. Even a fool, when he keeps silent, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is considered prudent. <laughs> kind of a combination of some we've had before, but um if the fool does if he if the fool keeps silent, I'd say he's not quite as much of a fool as as you might have thought. Chapter eighteen, verse one He who separates himself seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. This is this is a difficult one and different people have different ideas on it. But I think the idea here is that um it's like the poet said, no man is an island. We, we all need each other and depend on each other. And when someone thinks he's, he's a self-made man and, and he doesn't need anybody else and he can just reject what anyone else thinks and he can just do his own thing, he quarrels against all sound wisdom is what this is saying. <clears throat> Verse 8, the words of a whisperer are like dainty morsels and they go down into the innermost parts of the body. Why do people listen to gossips? because it feels good to listen to a gossip. It's like dainty morsels. But the problem is, it doesn't work. It has some pretty bad consequences after you eat it. Verse 9, He also who is slack in his work is brother to him who destroys. You know you have the terrorist who just goes around tearing things up. You have the lazy person who refuses to build up. And they're both doing the same damage. Now, verses 10 and 11 are two separate proverbs, but it's very interesting to read them together. (laughs) I think maybe the editor put them together for a purpose. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. The security of the righteous person is God. In contrast, in verse 11... A rich man's wealth is his strong city and like a high wall in his own imagination. <laughs> Contrast of what, what you depend upon here. Verse 17, The first to plead his case seems right until another comes and examines him. You, know, you, you need to listen to both sides of the story before you start making your decisions. What does this say? Um, Verse 22: He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Here's one of those that's all on the, talking about the good wife. We had a we've had some that talked about both good and bad, some of the just bad. This one's just good. Um, verse 23: The poor man utters supplications, but the rich man answers roughly. <laughs> I'm sure most people have seen that. <laughs> the rich man doesn't have to be nice. <laughs> He's got money. Alright, chapter 19, verse 3. The foolishness of man ruins his way and his heart rages against the Lord. Now, I think what this is talking about, it, you, we've all seen someone who, who has he's made really stupid decisions and disasters come on at him. And so what does he do? Why me, Lord? Why are you treating me like this? <laughs> and everyone around him would say, well, duh. <laughs> but that's, that's the way the foolish man behaves. Verse 11, um, a man's discretion makes him slow to anger and it is, it is his glory to overlook a transgression. And you think about I mean, so many people think it's their glory to make a big deal about any, any slight. You insult me and, and you're going to hear about it. And I'm proud of that. But the wise person, is, it, his glory is to overlook these things. Just behave like it never happened. Verse 17 one who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his good deed <laughs> I just like the way that's put you know <laughs> said a loan to the poor person you're actually loaning to God <clears throat> Wow you know you're sure to get paid back if you loan something to the, to the Lord <laughs> verse 19 a man of great anger will bear the penalty for if you rescue him you will only have to do it again. This same guy I'm telling you about, he's all the time getting himself in trouble with his anger, the guy I work with. Um, One time I came to work and there was an email from this guy to our boss's boss. He he carbon copied everybody in the office and was just lambasting this guy. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 And our immediate boss, he had to do some pretty fancy footwork to keep that guy from getting fired on the spot. But you know what? He's had to do that several times, and that's what this is saying. You rescue him, you're just gonna have to do it again, because <laughs> they, they never learn. And this is this is a funny one. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish, but will not even bring it back to his mouth. <laughs> Obviously, there's nobody that that lazy. Everyone cares enough about himself to feed himself, but that's <laughs> just trying to point out just how bad it can get. All right. This is the first one we've had on wine. Wine is a mocker, a strong drink, a brawler, and whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise. It's very interesting that in the law of Moses, the only the only thing I, I can recall that was against drink was the priest was not allowed to drink when he was serving in the tabernacle. But in the Proverbs, we have a lot more warnings about this kind of thing, um, and in the New Testament, there there are also warnings. Um, later on in the book there's going to be some, some extended sections, several verses in a row about the danger of drinking. And, and we're in a society now where people are able to get hold of things that are much, much more potent than the wine they had back then. And just lives are just completely ruined by these things. Um, verse 6, Many a man proclaims his own loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy man? <laughs> Everyone likes to talk, but talk is cheap. Okay. Verse nine: Who can say I have cleansed my heart? I am pure from my sin. And we saw that sentiment several times in in the book of Psalms. Um, who, who who is there that can say you know I'm I'm sinless? Obviously, the answer no. No. Verse fourteen: This is a, I just thought this was funny. Bad, bad says the buyer. But when he goes his way, then he boasts it depends You know, he, he's beating down the seller they're telling him it's a really crummy item he's selling so he can get it cheap but then he brags at everybody what a good deal he, he got <laughs> human nature unfortunately this is not righteous behavior verse 21 an inheritance gained hurriedly at the beginning will not be blessed in the end easy come easy go is what we say and You you may have read some of the stories of people who've won big lottery winnings. You know They they win enough enough to satisfy a hundred people for the rest of their lives, and yet ten years later, they're they're bankrupt. (laughs) That's what this proverb is saying. Chapter 21, verse 9. Now here's one on the bad side of the marriage thing. It is better to live in a corner of a roof than in a house shared with a contentious woman. That we saw, you get the good wife it was wonderful. You get the bad wife, it's absolutely terrible. Um, verse seventeen. I think we, fought, we forgot to turn that thing off. Um, he who loves pleasure will become a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not become rich. What's this talking about? Just anybody who squanders away what they have. Yeah, they're they're just they pamper themselves. Um, they're they're not they're not being careful with how they spend their money, and they're and they're just going to come to poverty. And, and it's a, a very well known principle. When you take someone who's having financial problems, you will not solve their problems by giving them more income. That they'll always spend beyond their means. Um, and the solution is quit loving pleasure, quit loving wine and oil. In other words, the expensive things in life. Learn to deny yourself a little bit and then your income will fit your outgo. Verse 31, The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. We saw that a lot in the book of Psalms. God's the one that controls events. And then finally, chapter 22, verse 1, a good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. And verse 3, the prudent sees the evil and hides himself, but the naive go on and are punished for it. Part of wisdom is being able to recognize what's going to happen if we keep going down this road. (laughs) And the wise person recognizes this is not going to work. Let's get out of here. And, and the ones who, who haven't gained that wisdom get themselves in really uh, serious binds. Trying to put a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's a pretty famous one, uh, similar to the one we had before. Verse 7 The rich rules over, rules over the poor, and the borrower he becomes the lender's slave. I don't know, it doesn't say exactly what to do about it, but I will suggest that we're in a society today that is. Heavily into borrowing. And people, people's, their, their houses are completely tapped out with their home equity lines, their their, their credit cards are, are maxed out. And the borrower is the lender's slave. They're, they're doing all their work to pay the pay off the bankers instead of accumulating for themselves. Verse 13. I I love this one. The sluggard says, There is a lion outside, I will be killed in the streets. <laughs> Any excuse will do if you don't want to do it, huh? <laughs> and finally, verse 15: Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child; the rod of discipline will remove it far from him. That's all I've got. Any questions or comments? Yeah. All right. Appreciate everyone's help.